This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. No Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Lil Real, and right now you're checking out, keeping it real with Young Wayne. And today we have a special guest. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. First of all, two of my favorite shows. Uh, you work on those shows because they are great. <laughs> I guess today, Wayne, introduce our guest. So. You're from Chicago. You're supposed to introduce the guest. I just said introduce the guest. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at I'm talking to her. She's from Chicago. She graduated from Yale. She is an excellent writer for Abbott Elementary, as well as what's the, what's the, on the Black Lady, Lady Sketch, Sketch Show. Uh, you played basketball at Yale, too. I did, yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to have a conversation. Hey, we got Brittany Nichols in here. Y'all give it up for Brittany Nichols, y'all. Brittany Nichols, what's the deal? I always think it's weird when we just clap and it's just us. Right. Here. No, we're supposed to have the claps. They're going to come you know in, I mean? in the video. Uh, they usually don't. Okay. Yeah, they, <laughs> no, it's all good. Brittany, from Chicago, south side of west side. We grew up, I grew up on uh, Kedzie and Madison. That's where we lived when I was little. Wow. Oh, like, shit. We're literally across the street from uh, Marshall High School. Mm-hmm. And then we moved around a bit and I ended up in South Holland for a lot of it. Okay. Went to Thornwood. Okay. Wow. So I'm from the west side of Chicago, which mm-hmm. that's why when you said Kezia Madison, I knew exactly what you was talking about. <laughs> uh, he said it was a soul food restaurant over there. It used to be so good. Damn, I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> talking about uh, MacArthur's? No, not MacArthur's. This, this, one, this, this soul food restaurant is not even there no more, but like my grandfather used to go there because my grandfather's church, Shallow Missionary Baptist Church, is right over there, like off Kezia Madison, right mm-hmm. across the street from Marsh. So yeah, I know the area really mm-hmm. well. <laughs> Did you ever have Smothers? Smothers was good. That, I That's what I miss. That's what I remember growing up is the burgers from Smothers. Damn! Wow! Oh, wow! But look, and then you went to you went to you lived in South Holland and went to Thornwood. Mm-hmm. Thornwood is a unique place because there's a lot of like <laughs> really popular people that came from there, like like basketball stars. Were you there with Eddie Curry? Uh, he was before me. Okay, but yeah, it's a big basketball school mm-hmm. for no reason. I'm like, why are you there? Why is all these tall motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm trying to see who she went there. We went there with Trey Blue. Yeah. Okay, Trey Blue. She was there with Ryan Henry. Shout mm-hmm. out Ryan Henry and all the guys at Thornwood for sure. Okay. Wow. So, like, did you go to? Well, for, for, first of all, let, let let's start with this. Like, because I, I always ask this because I know with me, right? When I, you know, before I started comedy, I knew I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? I knew very early this is what I wanted to do. I was probably like 17 when I made the decision. Like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. for real. When did you know that you, like, because when you become a writer first, like, is that where you started at first, writing, or did you start acting before you wrote? I was doing all sorts of comedy, actually. I was doing stand-up, improv, and sketch, and wow. sort of, like, writing at the same time. But when did you start? Not till after college. Hmm. 
Did you know early you wanted to do it? Was you hesitant? No, I had no idea. So that's what's so funny about being out here is so many people are like, oh, Chicago. So you know the Chicago comedy scene. And I was like, no, I just was a, <laughs> just was a child. I uh, had no idea that existed because I was watching like Whose Line Is It Anyway? But to mm. me, I was like, it's just simply a television show. Mm -hmm. it, it never like crossed my mind that it was like, oh, but they do that sort of thing in Chicago. You could go see that live. You could mm. like go do that. Mm -hmm. Had no idea about any of that stuff until I was like in college. So what kicked it off in college? I did theater. I did a play my sophomore year. And it's because we had this thing called Heritage Theater Ensemble, which like Angela Bassett had done when she went to Yale. And then it just like fell off. It went away. But when my freshman year, the seniors, the black seniors that were graduating did this play called The Color Museum. Mm. And I went to see that and it was funny. And I was like... Shit, theater can be funny? It just like blew my mind. I was like, what the hell is going on? What have you people been hiding from me? And so then the next year I did a play and, you know, it's funny because like being an athlete in college is like a job. You really don't have time to, to do shit else. And I was sort of realizing like, oh, but I do want to have time to do other shit. Mm. And it turned out that comedy was that thing that I wanted to be doing, but it still took me like years of just like discovering all the different ways you could do it, discovering that it was like even a job that you could have. Because wow. I think, especially coming from Chicago, it's like, yeah, I know people do stand up, mm -hmm. but I wasn't putting together that like you could take stand up and then get your own show. You could become a comedy writer. I didn't know that there, all these avenues existed. It's so interesting because like, you know, with me, I started stand up in Chicago. I was like 19. And... I didn't realize all the other jobs that came. Like, I didn't think past stand-up at first. Like, all I thought was like, all right. Well, I thought acting, but like nothing. I didn't realize all the other things until like I, you know, got deeper into it. Which is interesting, too, because you went to Yale, right? Like, <laughs> first of all, that's a... That's a huge accomplishment. Right. I don't even know if I know anybody from Yale till now. So you went from Thornwood to Yale. Yeah, I mean, that's I literally found out what Yale was from like Gilmore Girls. Like wow. nobody wow. I knew was going this to like is, Ivy League incredible. schools. I was like, the Ivy what now? <laughs> so I was like learning about this shit. And basically as soon as I put together like what it meant, mm. I was like, oh, it seems like if I want to get the fuck up out of here. Mm. That's what I should do. Like, because I could have played basketball other places, right. but I was like, but this thing seems to hold so much esteem and to be like this avenue to so many other things that I should probably just go there and try to make that work for me. So, did you get a basketball scholarship? So, they don't even give scholarships. Mm. So, they do need based scholarships. Mm. So, I didn't have to like pay a lot of money because we didn't have a lot of money. Right. But, other places, yeah, I passed up getting everything completely paid for to go pay like a few thousand dollars a year to go to Yale. And wow, yeah, but we're still Division One, so it's like you get all you got to do all the work, but you don't get none of the perks. You know, you know what's interesting? That's actually pretty genius in mm -hmm. a way. Because you were you were you highly recruited? I was recruited enough. What were some of other options. schools that you turned down? Well, like Chicago State, like uh, and then like University of Chicago, they're D three, but they're recruiting me like. University of New Mexico. So, like, a lot of, like, mid-major, like, Robert I Morris. wasn't, like, going to, like, <laughs> UConn or nothing. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. So it was, like, I could either go play at, like, a kind of small D1 school that, like, mm. isn't going to really do anything for my pedigree. Like, nobody's going to give a shit that I, like, went to Ball State and I'm trying to do comedy. <laughs> so I was, like, trying to look, be very, like, future-focused and what was going to help me. Well, but you said you didn't find out about comedy until theater in college. So what did you go to school for? What was you thinking? Oh, I went to school to just have money at some point. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's, that's real. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, this is just like, we don't know, I didn't know shit. I didn't know anything. 
I knew if I stayed where I was from, what was possible. Like, I worked at the post office. I could be a teacher. Oh, <laughs> that was like, wow. that was pretty much what everyone was like. You'll be a teacher one day. And that's because you're smart. You'd be a teacher. Maybe you'll be a writer. We don't really know what that means, but <laughs> your right word's good. So it was just like, if I want, <laughs> right even though I good. didn't know, like. <laughs> right word's good is crazy. What was out there? Like, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm, you know she right word's good. <laughs> <laughs> you write his Easter speech? Because <laughs> I was super into TV, but I, you know. Yeah. It was just a lot of like, and I love Dave Chappelle. Mm. And, you know, that's become complicated. But at the time, like, loved Chappelle's show, like, loved Boondocks, like, all this shit. It was like baking, but it wasn't. It wasn't like the precise thing of I want to be a comedy television writer until after I graduated. Well, that's interesting too, because like a lot of times, you know, when we do have our favorite comedians or shows and stuff like that. I know with me, I started diving into it a little deeper. Like, you know, some people just watch a show and that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to read the credits. Like, okay, what does this, did you do the same thing? So then once I graduated, that's when I started doing it. I was working sports camps for kids. I worked at uh, just Parks and Recreation Department. Mm. And I was getting home and watching TV. And then I started looking at like, oh, who's writing all this? And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the people that writing this, all the people that started this, they were doing some, they were doing this thing called UCB. Let me look up and see what that is. Let me figure out how to like go do that. I like started tracking people's paths, listening to pie, listening to so many comedy podcasts, listening to how people did it, and was just figuring out how to like chart my own way. That's so fascinating to me because I, you know, a lot of and it's so I like hearing this because it's like it remind me of the my comedy nerd route, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a comedy nerd, you just fall into stuff. You're like, all right, what? What does this person do? Why they do it this way? Why is this right here? How old were they? Like, you just start looking up everything. And I, I honestly, that's what I did with like Eddie, like Eddie Murphy's, like, to, uh, that was the guy to me. You know what I'm saying? And like, when I read Richard Pryor's biography, it's like, oh shit, okay, this is a, this is how I could structure a joke. He was structuring jokes in the fucking book, which I thought was fascinating. Hmm. Um, like, what was the first, did you go to UCB first before you started, like, like writing? Like, did you say, okay, I'm going to take the improv class first? Or did you take the right... Do UCB have writing classes? They had a sketch class. I never took it, though. I had, I had written a web series before mm. I started doing wow. UCB. So what did you do? You just bought Final Draft and just like, all right, cool. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's just like when I was... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was probably using the, uh, the, the version where you can't even make it a PDF because oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. fully buy it. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, because it was like Broad City was a thing at that Mm -hmm. point. It was like, I was like, this shit is incredible. I was like, and they just went and did it. And uh, I was like, maybe I should figure out how to just go and do it. So I was doing a lot of PA work and meeting other people who like worked on production. And it was just a lot of people who were like, yeah, I'm doing this assistant job. I'm assistant camera. I'm, you know, associate producer. I want to like level up. And so I was like, oh, well, I think if I just get all these people that are trying to level up, Mm. let them do that. They'll do it for free. We'll all do this work for free. Mm. And then we'll have this product at the end that we can then like use to be like, look, this was me actually doing the job. Let me do this job. That's, mm. And that's what Issa Rae had said about working with people alongside of you, man. Y'all coming up together. So, you you know. Well, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned Broad City. And, like, around that time, so I, I did a sketch series called Friends of the People that was on True TV. And, like, Broad City, like, all of us was in New York at the same time before any of this stuff happened. <laughs> so we were all writing our own shows, doing this stuff. And so to even hear somebody being encouraged by that, that what makes me happy because I'm like damn we was all like doing this shit at the same fucking time like it was all our first 
like shows for real. Oh, there it's been there's been some of the wildest moments in my career has been like all these full circle moments of mm. like, damn, I went to see you do stand up when I first moved here. Now we're homies. Like all these <laughs> people, I'm like, you all have been inspiring me. And that's like another thing that I, I try to like keep happening is I continue to be fans of people that I'm friends with. I continue to be fans of people that are working in the industry and that I haven't yet met or worked with because that's, I think what like keeps me going and keeps me hungry is like now that I'm alongside some of these people, I, I want to be producing the same level of shit. I want to be inspiring the next generation. Like it, it, I think it's just nice to like big up the people that, that meant something to you coming up. I love that though. I, Cause sometimes when you, the good thing too, if you do things, we talk about this all the time with good intentions, and not not even knowing that's what's happening, and like to hear somebody like from this perspective, like yo, that they was inspired. Like I remember all of us just sitting in a Brooklyn bar talking about the fucking shows, hmm. like they talking about episodes of Bride City because Kevin Barnett, who started, wrote on my show, wrote on their show too. Like it was just like the same. It's so interesting. Like, yo, I was joking with the one day. Yeah, yeah, I remember we were all broke as fuck and just uh, <laughs> sharing some wings and shit. <laughs> Talking about all this stuff. So what was your first staff writing job? My first staff writing job. So technically, like, my first credited job was on um, Billy on the Street. Because mm. I remember when I was coming out, they used to just hire, like, 25 creative consultants or whatever, and we would just, like hand in a packet of jokes and ideas and stuff like that. So that was like wow. my first paid thing. But the first like in the room was this BET show called The Experiment, which was supposed mm. to be like Black Tosh Point. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, don't don't make a face yeah. like you Wasn't remember that, it because uh, I don't want my you to man, remember my, that. I don't want to, should I say who the host was? Oh, you can. Was it, was it Brody? Uh-huh. Yeah. I came and did that yeah. episode with Grace Geely. <laughs> I came in and did the episode and I never saw it. brags about that credit. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah. Me, Grace Geely, and Brandon. Like, what? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That is wild. It tried to be the black Tosh Point uh, with a white showrunner who had worked in like sports. Mm. You know, I never. <laughs> and, but see that? I'm glad you that that be the that be the privilege shit that yeah. drives me fucking crazy. Like with with our business because it's like like we have to be so qualified for shit all the time. And like, which sometimes I get mad, and I, you know, I've said it before. Like, I, I like hate comedy execs that don't know anything about comedy. Like, you go to a network and they're like, "I'm head of comedy." Like, you ain't never wrote a fucking joke. <laughs> How did you get this job? <laughs> well, he's working at AT and T. What the fuck? How you get this fucking job? <laughs> uh, I just never understood that shit. But because everybody I knew that was black executives had to come from some type of anything like that. And like I'm like, what the what the fuck you mean? Like, I was manager best bad now. <laughs> shit, I'm here to come to you over at uh, ABC. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, ABC. Who's your cousin? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so like so then what was I say? This, what was the first job you were proud of? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, weirdly, it was before that because mm, okay. I got that job from basically like half show running my own pilot that Issa did. Mm, okay, a lot of people okay. don't know this before, because, you know, Insecure was in, before that even, mm-hmm. Insecure was in development hell for like a few years. I don't even remember. It took a minute for them to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Issa was like still doing shit during that time. She independently produced three pilots. She had raised $150,000, 
went and found a bunch of like black creators that she liked mm. and independently produced these pilots. So I ended up making a half hour pilot version of that web series I had done. Because wow. I had just cold submitted my pilot to Issa and uh, Denise Davis, who had been her like producing partner for a while, and they ended up producing it. So I was really spoiled because I came in being like, oh, yeah, I mean, I make the decisions <laughs> and, <laughs> and went from like having a bunch of power in that on that show and being able to like really see out a creative limited because it was only $50,000, but still my creative vision mm -hmm. and then went all the way backwards to like staff writing and having to work my way back up to being in positions where I get to like have a say in, in the like sort of end product again. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I, I feel like Issa is such a connector, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's every time I hear a story or talk to somebody, I'm like, you too? God damn. <laughs> and, but I'm always so impressed by that, right? Um, especially like, because what did Issa go to school at? I'm, oh, from Stanford. Know, I believe black people. <laughs> Did y'all meet somewhere or how did it happen? It just happened to be that's what it is. I I honestly don't know what it is. Mm. Because it's not like it's like there's this like comedy cohort of people, like, you know, white people have Harvard. All if you fucking walk into a comedy room, you can't be in there without knocking into like eight white dudes from Harvard. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same for like Yale. I don't really know any other comedy writers from Yale, but there is this like you know, like Southside created by a dude that fucking went to Harvard. <laughs> you got Issa went to Stanford. Like, I think it's just either people that have the socioeconomic background to be able to come here and try to make it, which I wasn't really when I was broke for a very long time. But I think it's also one of those things where I was like smart enough to know that like I cannot be broke at some point. Mm. Like I, if I just continue being broke, which I have been doing for a long time. If I just do this for a few <laughs> yeah, more yeah. years, exactly. on the other side of this mm -hmm. is not being broke at all. Mm. And it's just, I think, people that are willing to like take that chance and and see a future that is brighter and that a lot of times just happens to be like black people that went to an Ivy League school. That is so, they need to do a documentary about that because it's so <laughs> random at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't even know people that went to Ivy League schools. So I met you, I'm like, y'all went to Ivy League school? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like y'all, like, you went to where? Get the fuck out of here! Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know it. Like, you, you say you went to Chicago State, but hey, I know who you is. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I mean, I used to say this all the time: is like going to Yale qualified me to be a PA. Mm. Like, if I hadn't been at Yale, I don't think I would have gotten like PA jobs just because it was like so much about who you knew, having all these connections, mm -hmm. and I didn't have any of that. But I had this thing that white people knew, and they were like, "Oh well, mm -hmm. that must mean you're smart enough to pick up water." <laughs> At least do that. Yeah. But it goes back to what I'm saying. We, we literally have to be overqualified. Yeah, overqualified. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Oh, I went to Yale. Okay, you could be a PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a GED. Cool, you good. White lady, little white lady. <laughs> 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 right. I mean, that's just the truth. It's the honest God truth. So, look, now, look, you write on one of my favorite shows, it's a black lady sketch show. Mm -hmm. You know, What's interestingly dope about that is is it, and every season has gotten even better and better and better. Like, what is that environment like? Like, is it all female writers? So I was only on the first season, but yeah, it was, and it like has continued to be, and it it was really wild. Like, not even the makeup of the writers' room, like that was in and of itself something, but just like creating a world that was just black people mm -hmm. specifically for comedy. 
because prior to that, I feel like so much of comedy and the positions that I was put in as a comedy writer were to like other myself, were to be like, yeah, and a lot of the jokes and the things that observations that you're making are in contrast to white people mm. are about how you exist in white spaces and in a white world. And when you take all that away, it's just about jokes. It's just about what's funny. It's not about like putting yourself in opposition to anything. Mm. And that I think was just like a completely new skill that I really had to like develop on that show because I had never been given that opportunity before. So did you leave that show and went right into Abbott? So then that's where the Quibi show came in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I went. Damn, all of us had a quibby deal. So I, I, I did. Yeah, got to get it while the getting's good. <laughs> I just, I'm like, y'all paid me for no. I didn't even do shit. Yeah, it's weird. No, come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's get this money for this shit going under the way. We all know it's about to. <laughs> Everybody, hey, yeah. they give money away. Yeah, dude, that 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 will be a great documentary. That's like that's that shit like the Fry Festival. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, <laughs> it, it is kind of it is kind of like that. She raised so much money, like easily, with no real. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I I left to do that, and while I waited for that to reach its inevitable end. <laughs> Quinta was like, I got this show at ABC. If it gets picked up, would you like consider writing on it? And so then once I saw what was in the cards for Quibi, I was like, let me just chill and not take anything else to see what happens with this show. Because it seems like a show that I would really want to write for. Because mm-hmm. I came here wanting to write for network shows. Mm. Then I got here and saw who was writing for network shows and was like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen for my <laughs> black ass right now. Mm-hmm. So this was another like full circle moment of me finally like getting to do the thing that I initially came out here to do. Mm-hmm. It's so tough to create those rooms too, man. Like when I when I had my show on Fox, um, I think one of the frustrating things was this this writing ranking system, right? It's fucking weird, right? Like I knew who I wanted to write, but then when this person is, what the fuck you talking about? Like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I have friends that are writers that are my friends. This is what I like to, and it's, it's, I think it's one of the things I'm proud of Quinta with is that I think she, I think she was very well informed on how to do, like, do things. I think some of us, I know I was like kind of blind in that shit. I was fighting for shit that I knew I couldn't really win. So I, I, I wish I figured out other ways to go around that, right? And I just didn't, I ain't know shit. Um, like, Working on a show like that, what? Because Quinta, is she in a room with y'all? Sometimes. So, like, before we start production, she's in the room. But then, like, a couple months into us writing, we start shooting. So then she's on set most of the time. How much do she trust y'all? I mean, a lot. Mm-hmm. She has to because she literally... Not there most of the right. time. Yeah. She and she gets final say, and like she's there a lot for like the beginning, the crafting of the idea of the episode. She's a showrunner, right? Yeah, she's but yeah, she's one of three showrunners we have. Well, that's interesting. The reason I asked that too, because I feel like, like I, I mean, whenever I decide to come back to TV, but I think I was, I feel like I was doing too much. I wish I would have trusted mm-hmm. my writers more. Like I just was like, it's real, so we got to be right. You know, it's, it's too much. It's stretching the fuck out. And that's why I asked, and I love to hear that, actually. Um, you know, because, you know, these rooms are all different, right? And you kind of spoke on that. Like, what are the difference, if you could be honest, too, hmm. with the, you know, especially those rooms you've been in where, like, you might have been the only black person or a black woman or black anything. 
What's what's the huge difference between where you, like like a room like uh, a black lady sketch show, even like Abbott Elementary, into those other rooms? I mean, I think identity doesn't even play into like a lot of the differences in it. I think mm. it has just a lot to do with the showrunners and mm. the decisions that they make. Because really, it's just everybody on staff is dealing with the consequences of those decisions and dealing with the sort of atmosphere that's built. And it doesn't really matter. Honestly, I haven't seen it because I've seen black people be toxic, seen white people be toxic, seen lesbians be toxic. Like everybody <laughs> has the capacity to be an ass. Yeah. And it's just about like if the person who's in charge is going to be treating people right or they not. You know, that showrunner thing, you got to really select the right person, man. Like, I think one of the things I love about Insecure is that Prentice feel like he's like a perfect showrunner for Issa, like that partnership. And I think a lot of times, um, most artists don't know that, like, when they're picking a show, some niggas don't even pay attention to who they picking. Hmm. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so important to know who's going to fight for you and fight for your voice and uh, making sure you're out on the same page. Because that can happen mm-hmm. where you're not. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, but because you're doing everything on both, because even like on the acting side, right? Like, what do you think, like, what do you like doing most, actually? Do you like writing most or do you like being in front of the camera? I like writing most. Mm. Mm. I, acting is just like fun. That's why I just wish I could do it more because I'm like, oh man, this shit is just like fun. Like, just getting to like play, make people laugh. Mm. Getting to go the fuck home, having like people just treat you so much better when you're acting like you're right. Nobody give a fuck about you. Dang. You could be on fire and don't nobody care. Wow. But you could be fucking number eighty nine on the call sheet as an actor, and people will be like, "Hey, can I get you some? Can I get some water? Put a straw in it." You know, <laughs> yeah, put a straw. <laughs> yeah, not the straw. I'm like, damn, I was, no one has been nice to me. Let me see if I can get on the fucking show right quick. That's so funny. <laughs> Look, confidence booster, real quick. Is that eighty nine? Is that what you are you right now? Because I know it's a pilot going to South by Southwest. Are you just casted on that? Yeah. Hmm. That wow. was something one of the writer, Kevin Yee, just reached out to me because uh, I don't know, you know, people listening to this might not know what I look like. I'm a genderqueer black lesbian <laughs> and I'm not, you know, like a Shane type from the L word. I'm just like a regular looking nigga. And <laughs> <laughs> so... I, you know, people don't really call me in to audition a lot. Every role that I've ever gotten has just been someone knowing me, seeing my work, thinking I'm funny, and just being like, hey, will you come come do this thing? Are you looking to do that? Like, you do you want your own show and be in charge of everything and star in it? It depends on the show. Because, like, some of the stuff that I write, I'm like, yeah, I would write this for me to star. But there's other shows where I'm like, I'm not going to, like, shoehorn myself into being the star of the show if that's not what I think the show is meant to meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now. People might not want to see somebody <laughs> in their 30s star in the show. Like, it's just like dealing with the realities of the industry, trying to, like, keep my expectations and my desires in line and not letting, like, sort of my ego drive my decision. Sort of just mm-hmm. being like, you know, if it happens, it happens, but I'm just going to, like, go to whatever is calling to me at the time. But if you're listening to this, like, please feel free to cast me in it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you watch the trailer of this, of this pilot, you're really funny in it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I think that's why I asked that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, you want your own show? Uh, I mean, I would love to just, like, just be doing guest star and co-star and shit. You know what I mean? It's just, like, people don't think to put someone that looks like me in the grocery fucking 
clerk role, right? It's mm. so much determined by like, well, this person ain't doing gay shit, so why would we put your gay ass in there? <laughs> it's like, no, I could just like work at Blockbuster. Like people like me just like do random shit all the time. Yes. You yeah, could just yeah. put me in a random role because you think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. But I think the industry just like isn't in a place that's like that anymore. Mm. And we've started started doing this thing where they just like will throw in random lesbian fucking roles, but then it's always like a Taylor Swift looking motherfucker. Like it's not somebody mm. who is like, cause a lot of times also it's like a surprise. It's like, oh, they gay, you didn't see it coming. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> surprise. Yeah, because yeah. I used to have a talent agent and the shit they were sending me on was like so, like I was like, I feel bad about like reading what you, think that I'm like meant to do is like making me feel bad. <laughs> I don't know that I want to put myself through this all the time. It's so, and that's so weirdly interesting. That's why like, you know, I know with me, I like cast my own stuff, right? Cause I think it is just about being funny. And it's always weird what they think the world looks like, which is why like, <laughs> you know, I remember like before they picked the show, they like, well, you need a random white person. I was like, what? <laughs> a random white person? Are you just write in a white... Now? <laughs> we just shot the fucking pilot. What are, you, what, are you, what are you gonna do? What the fuck is wrong gonna be? I don't know. This is what I pitched. They're like, what? Just make a... Like, that don't even make fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a random white it's person, just, man. It's just... It's so weird because... But then... But then, like... You know, somebody like you... Who we see all the time. Like, and I'm in my lives, my friends... My, like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would they just be working at the grocery store or, or hanging out at the gym or fucking going to the movies or who I go drink with and shit? It's like, it's always weird what the what Hollywood think the world looks like. Or what they want your world to look like, right? Because mm. it's so much about like, oh, but we can put this person in your world. But then if you remember like when Girls was out, it was like, no, but black people don't exist in this world, in this shit. subset of New York. Who was friends? <laughs> who they, who they had no friends? They ain't had a random black In New York City, it was the whitest of New York you've ever seen. Yeah. Sex in the City was like that too. Yeah. yeah. Of New York City. When you go live in New York City, you like, this diverse ass fucking place. Right. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I remember the first day I moved, when I moved to New York the first day, the first day I met this little cheap 99-cent pizza place, and I saw a big black dude with dreads, this gay Puerto Rican dude, this white dude who looked like worked on Wall Street, and like some <laughs> random Colombian dude, and they were like all best friends. I'm like, what the fuck did y'all <laughs> Where the fuck did y'all meet at? They were like, at, at this pizza shop. At the, at the spot. <laughs> but they were like, last best, best friends. And like, living in New York, I was like, man, 
TV fucked me up with what I thought New York was, actually. I'm like, New York might be the most diverse place in America, actually. Because mm-hmm. you have people from all over the world there. Mm-hmm. I made so many different friends there. I was like, dang, I live in segregated Chicago. Just what, like, it looks like to have, like, random friends you just meet. Uh, <laughs> now, have you only lived in L.A.? Did you live in New York any time? Only for, like, three months when I was working on the show. And mm. I, I lived in Minneapolis for a summer. Minneapolis? Yeah. What took you to what? Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I graduated, didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Oh, and wow. I got a job at a social justice nonprofit. So, I knew it had something to do with justice. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis. Well, you, you was out there working for Prince? <laughs> yeah, I went to Prince for two years. <laughs> what, Prince wanted to do a sitcom. We <laughs> 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 were trying to figure it out. Say, what? Yeah, it was just called Prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's crazy. Like, so, do you want to get in a feature space at some point? Yeah, so I, I did a independent feature called Suicide Cal a mm. while back. And yeah, now I'm trying to trying to do it. Yeah, it's funny because like we just did that on our own. Like I I used the money that I got from being I was in Transparent the second season for a few episodes. Mm. I just took all that money and went and made a movie with my friends. And after that, I was like, oh, and then the next time we do a movie, I can do it the right way. I can go get this money and like get it funded and blah 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 blah. And as you can see, as I sit here, you don't. Know that I, yeah, everybody in this room knows I haven't made another fucking movie. Uh, it's not quite working out. Oh, shit, you could do that. Like, as long as you got everything's about who you know. And I think, you know, the feature space is feature space is really interesting. But even though now they kind of on bullshit again, because, like, uh, you know, everybody, I hate when Hollywood gets cheap, but like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why y'all pulling back money? Y'all made a gazillion dollars all these years. Hmm. Now I go black. Wait, we ain't got it. They're just liars. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, fam. I know you got it. Mm-hmm. You go tell me It's just who it? they giving it to. It's who they giving it to. Mm. Like, it's, yeah, it's just wild because like now I'm in these rooms, right? Everyone acts like, oh man, it's such a that's that's the hard part. It's getting in the rooms where you get to pitch and you get to tell people these ideas, mm-hmm. and you got the people looking back. You like, and we care so much about LGBTQIA plus fucking content. We care <laughs> so much about black content, George Floyd, and they saying all this shit. Because to them, having that conversation is doing enough. Mm, They're like, man. well, now we're talking about all these niggas. We're talking about all these gay-ass motherfuckers. Like, we did it. Hurrah. And it's like, but you're still not putting the money into that content. You're still not making this stuff. Just sitting here and talking to us and hearing our ideas only to be like, well, it sounds like that's not going to make us any money. It was like, y'all don't seem to have a good idea on what is going to make any money. Like, it's not like y'all have a 100% success rate. Y'all be making Dude, white shit that fails all the time. They make terrible, <laughs> terrible shit all the time. And it's like, because you the people don't even realize how much money is wasted on pilots, right? Like pilot season. Oh, my God. What was that that just, uh, the Sam, uh, Sam, Sam Levison? Yes. Yeah. 75 million. Yes. Seventy-five you know million. Know? Mm-hmm. I know you know because I I stalked your Twitter. I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically HBO was doing this show with the weekend, and there was a woman who was oh, like directing, that crazy shit. and then they were like, "This is too lady heavy, and we don't like your vision." Bring in Sam Levinson. Scrap. They had made everything besides the last episode. And they threw all that out, gave them seventy-five million more dollars, and said, "Just redo it." Seventy-five. They gave him million. seventy-five million more dollars. <laughs> more dollars. More. Sheesh. Meanwhile, they cancel taking all that shit off HBO Max, canceling like Gordita Chronicles, like 
They canceled Southside. Canceled Southside. Man. Damn. <laughs> but they don't have no money. That that is <laughs> really. Like, what did they use a seventy-five million to shoot? Anybody know? Abram? Seventy-five million dollars. Huh? This ain't Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's you know. I think when you go over budget and you go over time, like that shit adds up. When you're doing 16 hour days, days aren't supposed to be 16 hours. It costs a lot of money. When mm. you're doing that all the time because you're not prepared. Mm. But to refund that, and that's what we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Like, like we have to be all like so on point. Mm-hmm. So like it's even like some of these movies I do, right? And I, you can tell about different budgets and like. I heard one movie I did, and they kept like adding shit to it. I'm like, wait a minute, how much fucking money y'all got? <laughs> Motherfucker. Who's negotiating? You act like you had this shit. Now, what the fuck? We doing what? We shooting what? They needed some petty cash. What day? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, this is. And it's supposed to be a different version now of the show, right? Mm hmm. Yep. 75 million. A creepy million. version, apparently. That's what I heard. It's like really creepy. Like. <sighs> shit crazy, man. Like, what's your dream network to work with? Do you have, like, a network you're like, Dad, I really want to fuck with them? No, I mean, my dream is to do independent television. I ain't trying mm. to give all these corporations money. I, mm. I wish there were, it was, like, an independent TV market the way that there was, like, an indie feature market. Maybe mm. mm, something to... I know. To I mean, maybe Tubi will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tubi is on Tubi, boy, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Another nigga tell me you got something coming out on Tubi. Like, nigga, you on your act. <laughs> yeah, I don't need you. Yeah, I got a Tubi movie tomorrow, man. Check it out. Nigga, what? Why you got one? What's it called? It's called uh, Computers. Computers. <laughs> this nigga got it. You go to Tubi like, this nigga do got a movie on here. <laughs> ah, that's him. That goddamn bartender got a fucking movie on Tubi. I ain't got this movie on I Tubi. I don't act. Now they asked me if I wanted to do it. I was walking down the street. Gave <laughs> me a script. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> they kept on what I had on. <laughs> now that this shit is clear, but yeah, hey, it is what it is. Tubi don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they shot a couple hours. They shot the whole feature in two hours. It took us two hours to shoot the two hour movie. <laughs> 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 One take, man. One take, Tubi. One take, Tubi. Like, <laughs> hey, man, you know I got to move over Tubi. I'm like, God damn, everybody got a Tubi movie. Uh, which is interesting. You know what's funny about that? Even though I'm making fun of them, I'd see Tubi being huge one day, actually. Uh-huh. Because people are too fascinated by it now. And then once they start making dope shit, like mm-hmm. for real, for real, or get the right people that want to do independent shit, you never fucking know. Yeah. Yep. I have a feeling. Because it's like, I think people are tired of like, because Netflix has become the big thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, Tubi going to fuck around and fuck everybody else. They're like, Tubi. <laughs> the Tubi Awards. The Tubi Awards. Yeah, and then Tubi gonna be telling you, uh, we ain't got it. Oh, oh no. Nah. So they get too big. <laughs> they huh? get too big. They get a jillion dollars. We ain't got nah, it. Shit. I ain't. Man. I'll see you at reshoots tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like that's how Tubi would talk to you. Like, I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever y'all got, what y'all got. The movie done. Right now? Well, we ain't <laughs> got We ain't got it. On me. We need more money to finish the movie. Hey, man, it's, it's just finished. Wherever it is, where you ran out at, it's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's how Colorado did Dion, huh? <laughs> they ain't Tubi them. They ain't have money yet. That's funny with Deion Sanders. Like, how the fuck you take a job? They 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 telling you they ain't got the money. They ain't got it. That's weird. Uh, do so, you go back to? Oh, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, that was a good question. Do you go back to Chicago often? 
Um, before the pandemic, I was going back like a couple times a year because mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of seven, so I got a, oh, wow. a little oh, brother who's still in high school. You from one of those those them seven households? <laughs> one of seven? Are you the what are you like the oldest? The oldest, yeah. Oh, My parents got pregnant me when they were nineteen. Wow, yeah, incredible! You the OG, <laughs> and they still in South Holland. Uh, they're all over the place. My stepmom okay. is in South Holland. My okay. dad's in Chicago. My mom is in uh, Calumet City. Okay. Wow. Cal City. Where did she go? <laughs> Honorary Chicagoan right there. Cal City. That's... Cal City. Oh. I see in Cal City. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, too, like, you know, being the oldest, you probably, like, the first person to leave and do everything, like... How do your family feel about everything you've done? Are they yeah. proud of you? Are they excited for you? Yeah, they're very proud. Yeah. And there's a lot, since I'm like the oldest of sort of my generation, it sort of opened the doors for people to leave. And a lot of them came back. Like a lot of my cousins stuff, like still live in Chicago, but they went to school somewhere else. They mm. like went and worked somewhere else. They traveled. And it's just because like they saw me do it. And we're like, it, I mean, it's just truly that thing of just like once you know something is out there, it opens your mind to like, maybe I can do that. I just feel like the more people, especially like where we're from, like just learn that there's other shit out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting too, because it's like, I feel like I was there for my family too. Like when I first, especially when I told everybody I want to do comedy, they're like, do what? <laughs> you want to be no teacher? Like it was the same shit. Everybody, everybody, if you look smart in your family, everybody wants you to be a teacher. <laughs> you get on glasses, you're going to teach. You're like, motherfucker, I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. Uh, so you will be teaching a bunch of kids. I can't see you. Uh, but no, it's like you do set the example, especially by being somebody to do something in the arts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you know Chicago's a blue collar city, and so a lot of that stuff what well, is new. Like, and then like once I found success, and you know my family, my family's so supportive. I love them for that. They'll show up at all the screenings and shit, and matching shirts, is, matching shirts. Yeah, yes, they will. Um, <laughs> do your family do the same thing? Like, or they show oh, yeah, they stuff? had the bootleg Abbott shirts for they start selling them. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and I have a sister and brother that like live out here now too. Mm. So my sister's like a, a model and actor, and my little brother works in an art department, wow. which is like uh, you really don't see no black people in the art department. Yeah. So I'm like trying to tell you, like there are. It's not even just like writing or acting like there's so many jobs and mm-hmm. there is so much there's more nepotism on crews than it is like for acting and mm-hmm. shit you go you talk to the camera departments like yeah my niece uh she over there doing wardrobe and my yeah. son is the ac like it's every all these white people they got these good union jobs hmm. that black people just don't know exist no out there well that's one of the things i always try to figure out how to you know go back to chicago with that information right because you do want i I want young people to understand like because you i look at how creative we are as black people first of all and so like to have them in the art departments and then lighting and Mm -hmm. fucking like all those are really good ass jobs like really like brother you could get a job where you just drive shit around all day (laughs) (laughs) everything that happens in the real world happens in set life Mm mm-hmm you have somebody that's making food, somebody that's working lights, you have EM, EMT, you have everything. It's a job for everything. Yeah. If there's kids on set, there's teachers. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. You could be a tutor. And them tutors are fucking crazy. <laughs> them, them, them children tutors uh-huh. on set. Yeah. Some of the craziest people I've met on the set is tutors. So they be like controlling. Oh, yeah. They like, lady, this ain't your fucking kid. Stop grabbing <laughs> like that. I had to check with them tutors one time when Judah was doing something. Like, he's... he's First of all, fucking relax. 
Even we just did the Christmas movie, man. That too, the lady was like, she was out of her goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I mean, I don't know what that's about. I, two doesn't really think, they think they high ranking. <laughs> Sitting next to the director with her arms folded. They're like, they were like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's a Tudor. <laughs> what the fuck she doing in Video Village? I don't know. She supposed to have a little chair somewhere else? Just sitting there chilling. Oh, that's a good, that's a good take. What the fuck? <laughs> Who was that? That's the tutor. <laughs> Who the fuck told you to come to video? <laughs> uh, okay, so who are some of your dream people you want to work with? I mean, Donald Glover is like, was a big part of me wanting to be. Because mm-hmm. this nigga was rapping about right then. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds like uh, my sort of personality would fit in there. Um, so, I mean, that's like sort of been the, the day one dream is, is to work with him. But now, like, honestly, a lot of my dreams are to just work with my friends, mm-hmm. like to be able to like be in a position where I can hire all these people that I'm like, this, this is one of the funniest people in the world. <laughs> How have they not gotten on yet? How are they not, mm. especially like with comedies and you see these like comedic actors. That's oh man. <laughs> like, or Do it not. could just be a <laughs> oh. funny like a funny person who's acting. That like the, it's it's just don't, wild don't to see. Me yeah, yeah, you, open, you open it up. Don't get me get started, started please. It, because it is something weird about that to me where they don't reach out to more comics to star in comedies. And then you got these guys who like can't. They don't bring anything to it because they only bring in whatever they that's on that fucking paper. Like I never forget. I know I told this story once or twice. Like just people who just be on paper just insane. Like I was I was doing this a uh, cartoon called Craig of the Creek, and Terry Crews is in the cartoon. We got Tisha Campbell in it. And it's just a great group of people, and we all kind of started like freestyling the scene. Man, the way that nigga was sweating. <laughs> He kept trying to go back to the lines. He <laughs> <laughs> had to get back to it, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, question. Are we doing the script? Or are we going to just... Wait, man, shut your ass up. Nigga. Get into it. Damn, I can't believe I said it on here. But it was just interesting. <laughs> it was just fucking interesting. Like, damn, this nigga really... Yeah. Jesus. Gotta do it a certain man, way. Actor, actor. actor. But I'm like, dude, we was having... So you got teacher can't be... Like, we yeah. just having fun. Just playing with stuff. Yeah. He's like, yeah, and then go right back to the line. Yeah. He's like, damn, brother, you ain't gonna play with us, right? <laughs> nah, man, I just it's just not the script, right? Try to hold the mic like this. It's not the script. Which <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and it's, that's not to say that there's no room for like actor actors in comedy. I think it is. No. I think it's just when I get frustrated when I see the same quote unquote comedic actors get cast in pilots over and over oh, and over yeah. again. And they're like, well, we keep canceling these shows i had no idea why it's not working it's like it's a lot of reasons it's not working you keep hiring these same two white dudes that got an overall deal and they keep putting out this bullshit that don't nobody think is funny mm. and you keep hiring these two white people that aren't funny but you put them in a sitcom one time so now all of a sudden they're comedic actors mm. it's just like bright just broad if you just broaden well, your it's, world it's laziness man it's yeah like, and the weird part is you have more access to see more people now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is like, so you don't, you can still sit in your office, just go on a computer. It just, I just think people be chilling. Like one, I say this all the time, one year in my career, maybe in my late 50s, I want to run a studio. Hmm. I just want, I want mm-hmm. a fucking studio exam job. <laughs> I'll pay for that shit. I'll pay them to let me do that shit for a year. 
just to see, like, because I'm like, what? It just doesn't make any sense to me, some of these decisions. Yeah. And to see how the, like, PLC fare in those systems, too. Mm Because, like, I think about, like, um, what's her name from, there was, like, a side character in New Girl. Mm. And now, once again, she's in a side character. And, like, granted, the main character is a a woman of color, Gina Rodriguez. But it's still, like, any other time, any other show, it's a hitch. It's a, New Girl's on, like, six seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Next time around, if that's a white actor, next pilot season, she's a star or something. Mm-hmm. But you got these side characters, these women of color, also like the girl that was in Mr. Mayor, and now she's a side character. And some other. Mm. They just keep being side characters. It's like, wait, so then why aren't these women of color getting the opportunity then to be the star? Well, so you, even in that system, y'all still in this bad system, which like, I don't think that's how it should work. But even in that system, yeah. y'all still doing stupid shit. But that's why you have to kind of like, that's what I love about you saying you want to work with your friends because you do have to fight for that. And you almost, you do have to Wu-Tang it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you do have to Wu-Tang it. Like I, I look at like, once again, Insecure is one of those weird blueprints of how to do that. They ended the show and everybody started getting their own shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Damn. That's how you do that shit. And so I think it can happen. I think we do have to figure out collectively uh, even how to push them, our friends, the ones that are comfortable with that. Because some of them are scared to say that shit. Yeah. And even like the guest star shit, because it's like all those people that had, you know, two, three episodes on Insecure. But now if we pitch in somebody for Abbott, all we got to do is say, oh, they were on Insecure. All right, they threw it. They in. Hmm. Networks got no problem with that because just because they got this one credit. Mm. So it's like even putting people in a position where then like people can use this Abbott credit. It's like, oh, yeah, I did a, a small. Because don't nobody. Also, these people don't watch TV. So mm-hmm. they don't even know. It's not like they're like, oh, yeah. And I remember you killed it on Abbott. It's just like just that word. Oh, we know that's a show that people like. Yeah. They if someone hired them for that show. Then clearly they're good enough for this show. Like all this shit is just like the tiniest of credentials mm-hmm. opens the door for so many other things. Hey, look, I I am one of the beneficiaries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I benefited yeah. from it. Yeah, yes. But what's the word? Beneficiary? Bene- beneficiary. Beneficiary? <laughs> yeah, that, beneficiary. that word. Right beneficiary? <laughs> Beneficiaries. Beneficiaries. <laughs> Beneficiaries. <laughs> you know, that's one of those words. I remember like, uh, I forgot what other word I could say. Michael Che would not let me live it down. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was it? I can't even remember. I got to remember one day. He would, he, to this day, he'll text that shit to me and I get really mad. <laughs> But it's like, because a certain word you just can't say. Beneficiary. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Benefit. I mean, I'm a person that, been, like, I, I know it get out there for me. You know, mm-hmm. you know, some people be trying to run away from shit. Like, nope, mm-hmm. I won't. Thank you, Jordan Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate every fucking thing you did, brother. Thank, thank, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, which is which is interesting, though. But that's, once again, that's another creative space, too, where he, you know, he created something and he knew it would benefit all of us. Mm-hmm. So, if, like, I love the Abbott is dead. I love the Insecure is dead. I love, like, Fucking Atlanta's day. You know, we saw what those guys did. Like, they all fucking movie stars and mm-hmm. shit. So I think if we still create avenues where we're comfortable making everybody star, because it doesn't happen with all the shows, but only I think the ones with people who who are the stars and showrunners and what have good intention. Because it don't happen for all the shows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is interesting. That's a whole other conversation, though. <laughs> you know, I'll go there. Like, okay, I know. <laughs> one of those shows I think of it. <laughs> Um, I know I want to play a quick game with it, unless you had another question. All right, let's play a quick game, man. This or that, you know, two mm-hmm. options. You choose one. We're going to go Chicago or L.A. 
<laughs> like, uh, that was always is tough. That so, there's so many caveats there to be. I know, <laughs> So we got to put all the caveats together in which one you choose, Chicago or L.A.? Uh, Chicago. All right. That was honest. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we get new. That was. Oh, cool. I mean, I think Chicago is just like such a more livable city. It's like has green space. It's more black people. <laughs> I think like the day to day food, like L.A. food, is like if you want to pay a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and you're like going to restaurants. L.A. has Chicago, I think. But if you just want to go to a random spot and just yeah. get food you like, I think Chicago has L.A. beat. Damn right. <laughs> Best food in the world, America. <laughs> Man, it is. Kanye West or Common? Uh, Common. Easy. I'm not going with a fucking anti-Zemite. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'll leave that one alone. Okay. Uh, mouth sauce and wings or Italian beef? Mouth sauce. Mouth sauce mm-hmm. and wings. Yeah. Shit, I don't know about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, the Italian beef. So I'll, you, uh, go, I'll go to the great lengths of the world to get Italian beef. <laughs> you go. They don't have it. Do you have Italian beef? Right I'm not lying. Portillo's is the only thing we oh, have. Oh, sure is right here. And then my man, remember Chicago's? They didn't close that down. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's out. It's done. Oh, I was so sick. I drove fast. It's called something else. I was like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> like, y'all still yeah. got some of that uh, loose Italian beef meat? Loose meat is crazy. You should have sold me that meat. I ain't gonna lie to you. You were Harold's uncle. You was Harold's though, because you was out there. So yeah. my Uncle Remus. You ever had Uncle Remus before? Mm-mm. Ain't miss mm. nothing. <laughs> um, ah! oh, it man. was like the, we had uh, sharks. That was like the, yeah. the alternate. Is yeah. like getting lemon pepper wings. Mm. Yeah, lemon pepper. Yeah, especially with the sauce on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yes, yes, yes. Sharks. Twitter. Uh, I Damn. There she go. <laughs> I missed the lemon pepper. That was that thick ass lemon pepper. Yeah, it was. Too much. Yeah, it was pepper. a lot of lemon pepper on there. Too much lemon pepper. Too much bigger than the wings. Like, I tell you, like, LA have, they use real lemon pepper. I don't know what they use in Chicago. That's just like sugar. <laughs> sugar pepper. Lemon. Sugar pepper on my friends. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. You get the right more on there. You're not a, you post pictures, like posting pictures and stuff? I mean, yeah. I like I, Instagram has just moved from what it was supposed to be. I think yeah. mm-hmm. it's too much shit going on for me. Shit, Twitter is too shit. <laughs> to my Elon Musk world, <laughs> yeah, Twitter is is turning. Yeah, I guess you can still, but I can still like tweet a joke, no yeah. picture, no nothing, mm-hmm. and it still get traction. I can't just put a picture on. No one's ever gonna see it because it's not a real, it's not a story. Yeah. It's like the thing it was intended for is not good at anymore. Yeah, yeah, they doing some the algorithm shit is weird. Yeah. Yeah, you got to post a reel for people to see it. Yeah. That's, that's different. Last one. To watch a comedy or watch a drama? A comedy. Easy. Mm. Easy. Yeah, easy. Huh? Well, what's your favorite What's your favorite comedy movie? Uh, Wedding Crashers. Mm. Interesting. That's yeah. a good one. It really throws people off when I say that. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was looking at you like, you look like you're like, I really didn't want to say that, but I, that is my movie. No, I, it is. It's such a good movie. Like, it's... That the the way Will Ferrell guest stars and shit is the way. That's why mm. I do it so much. Okay, because mm. he he does it all the time. They don't diminish his fucking value. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? He's just like fuck it. I like these my friends. This is funny. I'll do it. One scene, I'll be there. Give me one day. Yep. I mean, because when <laughs> I was, yeah, <laughs> that was. I mean, that was the era where all those fucking people like took off, knocked up. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Wedding Crashers. Uh, knocked up old school. Old school. Mm-hmm. Super bad, even like Easy A, like mm. all, all that shit came out around the same time, and it was like, 
oh yeah, right. People like comedies. We put them in the movie theater. People go see them. And it's uh, just wild it, to think of now. Nobody does it anymore. Right. But just make it funny. That, yes. That's what it is. It's just like it's like if we went through a weird time where it's funny got too constructed. Mm-hmm. Them shits was just silly. Yeah. Like wind crashes is such a fun. I mean, like, what about forty year old version? He's tied up. And he's scared of the brother. The brother's in the room comes in. Yes. He's, he's just like, hey man, he's so scared. Uh, yeah. Funny movie. <laughs> Which and I think a lot of it gets like passed off as like, oh well, you couldn't tell you'd get in trouble for telling those jokes now, and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, but it's those jokes aren't what made that movie. No, it's not like if I, if I took those jokes out, this shit's still fucking funny, still funny, yeah. and it's still possible to be very funny without quoted like punching down or whatever it, or even just using specific words they got you like dr f word i remember being like i know i'm not supposed to laugh at page and dr f word but uh, god damn it it's i'm laughing right now <laughs> i'm very sorry but it's making me laugh it's tickling like you said it's not about like like when even when you think about old school right i don't even have to remember things line by line but oh you can not but he's shooting himself in the neck with a fucking <laughs> the, the gun it's like oh shit <laughs> Oh yeah. shit, man! <laughs> you crazy, man. So yeah, I miss those kind of movies. I think we could still make that type of movie again. I think it's. I mean, I believe it's happening. I, like, like I go when we did Vacation Friends was that, mm-hmm. and to have that silliness in it. Yep. And then even like a couple of things I've done recently because I'm like, it's such a big deal to just do some silly shit. To me, I, I don't know. I don't want to overthink no comedy, man. Hmm. But then they putting them on streaming so in theaters. That shit should be in theaters. It really should be. But everybody's scared of the risk now. Yeah. You know, that shutdown scared the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When the last time we have a comedy in the theaters? Damn. Mm-hmm. It's real rare. And now I got to be starring John Cena or Mark Wahlberg or somebody. Like, it's the only but, shit to get. But they should put it in there. Like, shit. Like, we had Cena and I should throw it in the movies. Yeah. Let's get some of the Cena money. <laughs> seen him, it's seen him money. Shit. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny too because I, I can't even tell nobody what it is. But but I mean, it's also just the people that aren't going to reinvest that, right? Like that's what Some you people see. could do what they want to. Like if they if they fight for that, you know, like mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, man, if he want that shit in the theater, he'll go there. Yeah. Hmm. All right, cool. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you oh. have uh, anything you wanted to throw out there or tell people where they can find you? Uh yeah, you can find me at B is hilarious on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, watch Abbott Elementary. If you're at South by Southwest, uh go see go see the pilot. Go see that pilot. And watch you. Abbott Elementary. <laughs> Appreciate you coming Boy, to chicken with us. So many damn awards. Y'all yeah. tired of those awards? Y'all got all the awards. I mean, we're not tired of them because we don't get to go. Damn. That <laughs> was I'll be, I'll be sitting, well, I'll be sitting <laughs> at my home that watching them on TV saying, What you doing? That sounded so fucking sad. <laughs> Quinta, Quinta. <laughs> one of these, you can go to fifteen hundred awards shows. Just let the writers be your dates. Yeah, she said, no, she does. Well, she she rotates us out. Uh-oh. Like she rotates uh, her plus one. She takes so yeah, so we get to go one every thirteen award shows. We get okay. to go. Okay. Quinta okay. That's, that's so dope. <laughs> she working. She thought of that too. Yeah, it it's like, not her fault. It's not her fault. She's not the one doing it. So what? <laughs> Everybody should rotate their plus one. <laughs> <laughs> not just her, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Tyler. Tyler ain't got no plus ones to it's funny because the last one. at the NAACP awards, 
I was I won. I was there, but I was in the balcony. And in my Instagram comments, all the cast is like, "Where were you? Why did we see you?" I was like, "Nick, because I was in the nosebleeds." <laughs> <laughs> you should have just came downstairs and stood at the back. Oh, it's our category. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And it was out you just go. You would have been like, just like, "Where are you come from?" What's up there? All right, y'all. Brittany, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. So dope. Mm -hmm. So happy for you. So proud of you. Keep killing it. Uh, Hope to work together uh, someday. That'll be dope. Yeah, thank you for for having me. Yeah, been a huge fan for a long time. Appreciate that. It is. All right, Ralph. This is another episode of Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. That's right. Let's get some lunch. All right, we got it. Keeping It Real. That was a HeadGum Podcast.